Hey ladies, welcome to episode number 28. Today, Mary and I are talking all about her eat, pray, love story. And also we're diving into teaching English abroad and teaching English online. This is such a great way to create the laptop lifestyle and start building a life where you can travel and work at the same time. Hope you guys enjoy. You are listening to Solo Women Travel Tribe podcast with your host Zena Jones. Learn, inspire, share and connect with fellow solo woman travelers from all over the globe. Hey ladies and welcome back to another fabulous episode of Solo Woman Travel Tribe podcast. Now today we are chatting with Mary Tias, a lovely lady who was born and raised in the UK and has made a life for herself living in Bali. Now she started out teaching English to students initially in person in Indonesia and it's now all over the globe. Welcome to our podcast, Mary. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. Now, you and I have been chatting. um, We had one Skype call before this, and we've just been chatting before this, and we have got loads of good stuff, and I'm really, really excited to share what you've been up to and where you're at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. (laughs) So let's start out with your story, please. How did you come to be teaching English abroad, and, you know, where are you now? Give us a bit of background. Tell us what's been happening. Okay, so right now I am living in Bali and have been for 23 years now. Wow. I know, it's a long time. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's become my home. It's crazy. I never expected this. But uh, yeah, I grew up in England, but I never really felt like I belonged in England. And I just, mm. I started traveling when I was about 14. Mm-hmm. I started going to Europe. I would do exchanges in France and things like that. And then I took a year off between school and university, traveled a lot all over like Israel, Egypt, wow, yeah. uh, Greece, Italy, France, worked on a farm in France, did all sorts of things. And it was like <laughs> that, that, that's when the travel bug kind of hit me. Yeah. And then I studied French at university. And part of that course was to spend a year abroad. And I spent that year in the Caribbean wow. teaching English. Yeah. 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 So, and I kind of said to my friends, I might not come back, you know, I might just stay in the Caribbean. <laughs> I threaten but, that all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. But actually, that really didn't suit me. I mean, it was a beautiful mm-hmm. place, but um, didn't really feel like I wanted to stay any more than that year. Mm-hmm. But I definitely thought, well, having been teaching there, I thought that's actually a really good way to work and travel. Yes. People always want to learn English. So when I got back to England, I started looking into how I could make that happen. And I finished my degree and then I took a CELTA course, which is for teaching English as a foreign language, also known as TEFL or TESL. Yeah, and, those, those two um, I've heard quite a bit. The TEFL, I think, maybe I've heard mm-hmm. TESL. One of those two, we hear quite a lot talked about sort of online and communities. Yes, yeah. yes, it's being talked about all the time these yeah. days. And CELTA is like the Cambridge version from England. That was the only thing that was available back then. Because we're talking about 24 <laughs> years ago. It's a long time before yeah. the internet, before 
you know, all sorts of things happened. So anyway, I took that course. It was really intense. It was four weeks every day and lots of homework. And it really was full on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of the course, they said, okay, you're done. And you need to go get experience before you could work in England. You need to go abroad. So I was like, well, that's what I want to do anyway. All right, so, then. Okay. <laughs> you don't need to tell me twice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. So I flew off to Thailand and I literally, you know, again, there was no internet. So I was just knocking on doors. Wow. Just went around every school, knocked on the doors. Do you need an English teacher? And everyone pretty much said, yeah, yeah, we do. Oh, so wow. I ended up. I know it was amazing. It was so easy. I mean, I just kind of, you know, stupid 24 year old. I had no idea. And you just kind of think, Oh, I'll figure it out. And, um, yeah, it was pretty easy. And I ended up teaching in the university for about six months, which was crazy. I was 24 and I was a university professor, (laughs) uh, which (laughs) I really didn't know what I was doing. (laughs) I love that though. 24 university professor, you kind of picture some old bald guy, but anyway. (laughs) Exactly. And that's pretty much what everyone else was. And they kind of looked at me like, who are you? Who do you think you are? Um, so I didn't really feel a lot of, um, support. Mm, I can imagine. Yeah. 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 You know, I was young and experienced and actually I really wanted to travel and I ended up being stuck in Bangkok, which really wasn't what the plan was. So after six months, I, I, but I was making good money. Mm. It really was. Mm. And life in Thailand was very cheap. So I managed to save a lot of money. Good. And then after six months, thought, okay, I'm going to keep on traveling. Mm-hmm. And some people had got a visa, a working holiday visa to work in Australia. So I thought, oh, I'll get one of those, but I'll travel overland to get there. And I yeah. was kind of, I'd been reading, you know, the trusty lonely planet. That's what yes. we had. Again, no internet, but we all had that book. The book. So I then, it's like a Bible. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. So I tra- traveled down through Indonesia following that book and, got lost a few times on these little islands in the middle of nowhere. And it was amazing. It was absolute adventure. Wow. And pretty, I arrived in Bali. Didn't really even plan to come to Bali because Bali was like the commercial island. And I didn't even want to go there. I wanted to find hidden, hidden spots, but I thought, okay, I'll go to Bali and find a yacht to go work on the yacht to get to Australia. Somehow that's what it said in the book. You could do that. Wow. <laughs> so, so here was me wandering around Bali trying to find a yacht yeah. that does exist. Or maybe it does, but I never did find them. You never but what found I it. Found, <laughs> I did find a tattoo shop and thought, oh, I'll go get a tattoo. Wandered in this tattoo shop, chatted to the guy in there, and we got along really well. Got a tattoo, got another tattoo, and then the next day I moved in with him and we got married a couple of months later. So, <laughs> yeah. This, you know, we were saying this just before we hit, hit record. That is so eat, pray, love. Yes, it is. Before yeah. that even even was a thing. Exactly. Um, she stole your no idea. One, no one I knew had ever done anything like this. And see, my friends were going, oh, my God, Mary, we knew you were going to do something crazy. And I was like, well. Here you are. I didn't stay in the Caribbean, but I found a similar place, and this is where I'm going to stay. So, yeah, it was kind of crazy whirlwind 
romance and we we got married and we've got three kids now and we've been together for 23 years so that's awesome like hats off to you (laughs) that is a real achievement in this day and age to have three children and be happily married and you know you live in bali (laughs) yes yes i never left from that the day i met him i never actually left i mean obviously i go home sometimes but i never actually left for any length of time we just I said okay I'm a saying still only had a backpack of things and the money that I made in Thailand and it's like okay let's make a life for ourselves (laughs) (laughs) did you try to become a tattoo artist like was that on the radar I did did you I did (laughs) um it's so weird the way you learn you tattoo on the pig skin I've heard that yeah Yeah. which was quite fine but then as soon as he presented me with a real person that actually feels pain and moves I was like oh no (laughs) I mean the the guy still has the tattoo I made on him we we meet sometimes he's like remember you did this to me (laughs) yeah this is all you I was like no 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 this is not my thing so I said you know you do this and at the beginning I was like the PR I would bring in the people I would talk to them and then once it was running, I you can keep going with this. I want to go back to teaching. So then mm. I, again, I uh, wasn't quite knocking on doors, but I wrote a few handwritten letters to a few of the schools. There weren't many schools at that time, but mm. each of them said, yes, we'd love, we need teachers. So it, it was really easy to find work. And mm. um, yeah, so I, through that school, I was teaching doctors, government officials, um, office workers all sorts of different people so you're Mm. meeting an amazing range it's like some kids classes some teenagers adults um did you you speak the language then or have you taught yourself um i taught myself i actually at the very beginning i found a little language school where i volunteered to teach english in exchange for indonesian classes right but i and then I only really had a couple of classes. And then all I did actually was hang out at these little cafes, like local cafes, yeah. and talk to the women working there. And yeah. they would always ask the same question every time you come. And so I got used to how a conversation flowed. Yeah. And I could, and I would just mimic them because I'd learned French and Spanish. So I already kind of understood how language worked. Yeah. And Indonesian is quite easy. So I would just literally mimic what they said. I had no idea how to write it down or how to read it, but I yeah. knew how to speak it and make people understand me. So um, I kind of did that quietly without my um, husband knowing. He had no idea. And then until I felt fluent enough to then I just turned to him and started speaking in Indonesian. He was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Poor guy. I would have got such a shock. <laughs> oh, yeah. He still tells that story. He's like, she was sneaky. <laughs> did, did he speak English, though, or just broken? Yeah. He did. Yes, he did. But right. it was fairly broken. And yeah. so at as soon as I became fluent in Indonesian, we switched and we only communicate in Indonesian these days. Mm. And then with our children, I speak to them in English and he speaks to them in Indonesian so that they are bilingual. Both. Yeah, that's great. Wow. So how did you come to be teaching online these days? Yeah, so this was, I don't know, three or four years ago, I discovered 
you know, as the internet became more and more popular, I started to look, I was actually bored in my job. I was mm-hmm. doing an office job and I wanted to get back into the teaching and just started looking online of what I could do that way. And initially I was looking in sites like Freelancer and Upwork, which yep, are, I've heard of those. Yeah. They, they cover, it's not just teaching, they cover all sorts of freelance work that you can do online. Like you can mm. be, whatever your skill is, you could do, I don't know, digital marketing or whatever. Um, but there's also a section on teaching. And initially I was just doing like grading papers, just like paperwork. And then, yeah. Um, through that discovered that there are platforms for proper teaching. And so I've just recently been working on a couple of those platforms. Um, One is more structured and it has PowerPoint materials that you go through and talk about with the students and it is, um, they require a degree and a teaching qualification. But there's another one that I've just discovered, which I love is like just chatting and the people are from all over the world. Like I've spoken to someone from Colombia, India, Saudi Arabia, Poland, just everywhere and all you and do is just chat like hey what have you been doing today yes it's set up as a, a chatting platform wow. and a lot of the time you get people that are just trying it out maybe only have five minutes so you just have just talk to them for five minutes mm. others have been using it for a while and they want an hour to talk about a specific topic or maybe they mm. have specific things they want to practice, but most of them just want to talk to a native speaker. Mm. And funnily, there are people who are actually living in Australia. There was a Korean woman living in New Zealand, but she's not meeting people while yeah. she's there mm. and not, not getting the language. And so she's doing this through online um, and that way getting more confident and um, more fluent. I love that because, yeah, once she builds her confidence in speaking, hopefully she will go out and try to meet people. I know. This is what I'm telling her. She's a mother and she's at home. And I said, okay, now that you're starting to get more confidence, why don't you try and start a conversation with one of the mothers when you're waiting at school for the kids to come out? Totally. Yeah, just say, hi, how are you doing? Or, you know, you've got plenty in common. Yeah. You just have to make that step just try and most people are are really accepting and understanding when you you don't know what they're trying to say they will try a different way to get that across to you so I know and that's another thing I keep saying to them don't be afraid a lot of Asian students have are very good at writing and reading and Mm -hmm. that's been the focus at school but they're not very good at speaking speaking. and they don't have that confidence and Mm. so and their the focus has always been on being perfect and grammatically Mm. correct and I said that doesn't matter if you listen to people um in Australia New Zealand anywhere they're not speaking grammatically correct oh my god no I'm terrible (laughs) (laughs) once you start listening they're not doing it perfect either so they'll understand you yeah the point the point is is communicating and that's what I'm all about is just getting people to have the confidence to talk and communicate yeah and Definitely. not worry about, yes, grammar is important, but it's not the main thing. Exactly. So do you mind sharing with us what are some of the websites that you use? Like what's this one where you can just have a conversation? What's that? Okay, that, that one's called Cambly, C-A-M-B-L-Y. Yeah. Um, there's another one very similar that's called 
Palfish. Palfish. P A L F I S H. Yeah. 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 That one I did apply for, but I haven't. They, they were. They didn't, they didn't need the teachers right then, so I'm right. still waiting to see. But that one is actually on the phone. You can oh, do it absolutely yeah. anyway on your phone. The yeah. Cambly one, the students are on their phones, but we have to be on a laptop. Yeah. And yeah. is there a degree or a qualification or something required for you to register through those sites? No. For Cambly, it seems not. No, they wow. just accept anyone that is an English speaker. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why sometimes the students say to me, oh, wow, I'm actually learning with you because you're explaining what I'm doing wrong. Whereas obviously a lot of them are not. They're just there Mm. to talk. And a lot of the students do just want to talk. But sometimes you you are expected to to correct them if they make mistakes. Mm. And then they're going to want to understand why is that not right. Mm. And so you have to have a little bit of a knowledge about the language to – help people and understand where a lot of people make mistakes and why. Mm, definitely. But, if you, you know, want to help it, them and correct English them. English is complicated yeah. and it is hard. It is. And, you know, you could ha- give them a rule and then the next minute you're breaking the rule yourself because yeah. that's the way English is. <laughs> <laughs> so is. So. I think I would be terrible at this. I really would. But my hat is taken off to you like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to be patient because there's yeah. people who are really – I mean, the ones I find the most difficult are um, the real, real beginners because then it's it's just frustrating trying to find ways to get them to talk, particularly when you're through a screen. I mean, mm. when you're, I've had real beginners face to face, and that's easier because you're like you can use body language mm. and just sort of help them. Uh, but <clears throat> through the screen, sometimes that's a little bit hard, and then sometimes with children that have such a short but um attention span mm. and you're trying to talk to them through the screen and they're like running around the room and you're like yeah. hi are we actually Hello, gonna learn anything? <laughs> <laughs> that would be yeah that could be slightly frustrating yeah so yeah in in terms of like how you actually do it are you like are you over like Skype like we are now can you see each other or are you like you just said before like some of it can be through your cell phone can you talk us through kind of how it works Yeah, so the one platform that's a little bit more structured, it uses PowerPoints and the students don't see you. Mm -hmm. Except if you teach children, then they do. But when you're teaching adults, all they hear is your voice. And I actually really love that because I can sit back in my pajamas (laughs) and just relax (laughs) and not worry about looking good. I might have bags under my eyes and I don't care because they don't see me. And... um, and that one is mostly at night. So that's, you know, at mm. China time, Beijing time from 6 right. till 10 at night, which is at the same time in Bali. So, yeah, I am pretty much getting ready for bed. So I just put my pajamas on, put my headphones on and talk to them and <laughs> they have no idea. And I have to give away a little secret. I am in my pajamas right now. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> except you can see me no, in my pajamas this time. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that you can kind of do it anywhere, right? Like it gives you the freedom. Absolutely. You can be anywhere. I mean, it's a little bit of a mess that you can just have your laptop and Mm. be on the top of a mountain because clearly that's not really possible. You do need to have Wi-Fi. Yes. And um, the the place you're in needs to be fairly quiet. Right. But it is possible, (laughs) um, like I've done it on a little – 
ballet next to a swimming pool where there was no other people around and that's fine you know you can be pretty much anywhere but just be aware of the background noises Mm. and obviously wi-fi connection yeah and it's so interesting because so many women in our community or in our tribe they really want to be able to travel full-time and you know work from their laptop anywhere and this teaching english abroad really gives them a way to do that yeah, because like I say, I mean, I think most of Asia is on a similar time zone. So if yeah. they were traveling in Asia, the work time is 6 till 10 at night, which yeah. means then you've got the rest of the day to do whatever you like. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you could just be traveling, doing stuff during the day and then get to this place where you can be on Wi-Fi by 6 in the evening and do it till 10.30 at night. And so it kind of works well. Yeah, that's actually a really good system. Yeah. Yeah. So it gives you a lot of flexibility. And then and also you you plan your own schedule. So you don't have to do the same time all the time. You just say when you're available. And if, for instance, like yesterday I suddenly realized that I'd said I was available Monday lunchtime, but I'm not going to be, I can go in and take it off. Mm. So it's kind of you are in control of when you you want to work. Mm. How much like notification do you have to give if your plans change and you need to cancel someone who was sort of booked in with you? How does that work? Well, cancelling someone, in theory, they can book up to four hours before the time and you can cancel up to four hours before. Right. But they don't really like it. So it's like yeah. it has to be a real – you have to say that it's a real emergency. Yeah. But like yesterday I – I'd said I was available, but no one had actually booked yet. So that was very easy. I could just take off my availability and mm. then nobody, nobody is affected really. Right. So you could sort of have a day off, a whole day off and go off and not work. Yeah, 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 easily, easily. Yeah. And you're just putting in the schedule a week ahead. Yeah. And so you just decide, okay, I want to do these hours next week. And, yeah, like I said, if you have to change things, it's quite possible. Yeah. And the, the other one, the one that I'm doing, which is more about chatting, that one you just go on whenever you have time. You don't actually have to um, set a schedule at all. It's like I get a free hour or so, I'll just go on. Wow. And then you're immediately getting called. Immediately. So, so how do, okay, so yeah. a lot of women want to know what it pays. Do you mind talking about that? How does it work? No, not at all. I mean, the one with the... The PowerPoint is, it starts around 14 or $15 an hour. Dollars um, and then US dollars, do you mean? US. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And then it can increase according to the ratings that you get from your students. Right. So they rate or, you based on your teaching skills? Yes. Whether yes. they like you, they like give you a, a flower, I think it is. And also the... Um, the admin are listening sometimes. They're video, they're recording everything you do, yeah. and so they'll come in and listen to a few lessons mm-hmm. and say, "Okay, you didn't do this. You did this. Great. This was good." And they'll give you feedback. Okay. So cool. yeah, I think there are people earning up to twenty twenty five dollars an hour. Wow. On that one, that's pretty um, good. Yeah. Yeah, which is not bad. And if yeah. you do those four hour blocks every night. And then Saturday and Sunday, you could potentially do all day if you wanted to. Um, So a lot of people are clocking up the hours at the weekends. I personally take the weekends off because I have family and I want to spend it with them. But, you know, it's up to you how you do that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the other one, the chatting one, is less. It's per minute. I think it's seventeen cents per minute. So it worked out around ten dollars an hour. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so easy. It's like you're just chatting. It's as if we're like we're having a conversation now. Yeah. It's just like that. But you're yeah. getting paid to do it. So it's like. I mean, cool. I, in two days last week, I made fifty dollars, like yeah. just from talking to a few people. So and that, that was okay. That fifty US dollars in Asia, for example, will go so go a long far, way, a long, yeah. long way. Yeah. So if you were backpacking yeah. or traveling around Asia, working from your laptop a few hours a day, you'd perfect. be making plenty to, yeah. to sustain traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. So for someone who's wanting to do this, where should they start? Well, um, there are a lot of different sites, and there's some that are better than others. There are Facebook groups that are discussing different things, like Mm -hmm. I think there's a TEFL Facebook group, or there's quite a few. But these two, um, I can give you the names. Maybe we can write it underneath on the comments. Um, yeah, the sure. names of these rather than, well it's Cambly and Hujiang are the two that I use so if you were um, to spell Cambly how does that how is it spelled C-A-M-B-L-Y yeah and the other one was did you say Hujiang Hujiang which is H-U-J-I-A-N-G Hujiang okay. Hujiang yeah. right okay yeah yeah, those ones I would definitely recommend because I use them myself. Yes. I also was looking into iTalk, right. which um, also seems – but it's the same hours. That's where I was then getting confused and a bit overwhelmed because I was like, well, I can't really fit everything in because it's mm. the same hours. But that one and that one you had to wear a certain red T-shirt and have a certain backdrop behind you. It was a little bit more – complicated to get started so I decided not to pursue that one but there definitely is work there and Mm. a friend of mine is making around three thousand dollars a month working for them only in the evenings yeah yeah because they also have incentives if you refer other people that come Mm. on board you get a certain amount Mm -hmm. per student um so that was I talk was it yeah I talk wow yeah yeah, that's a good living for just working a few mm. hours every evening. Yeah, exactly. That's he's great. he said he's making more doing that than he was back in Australia. So, <laughs> oh. and and he's also living in Bali, and he says he spends Loving the day it. going to the gym and doing all sorts of things, mm. and then just logs in in the evening. So yeah, he's him. got a nice lifestyle. Mm. And he's like, what is he? Sixty-five years old. Yeah, this guy. So there's no real age limit. That's great. So, yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. So it is something that the older people could could do. That yeah. You don't necessarily have to be a young chicken. I love that you say that because I think in our community sometimes some of the women who identify as being a bit older say, "Oh well, you know, I'm I I can't stay in a hostel, or you know, I'm I can't do that because of my age." And I I think that you know. It's just a limitation of the mind, really. There are restrictions for age in Mm. person. In Mm -hmm. Bali, if you want to teach in a school, they have, I think it's 55 is Mm -hmm. the age limit. So this online thing would be uh, a great option for those that are 50 and over. Yeah. Yeah. I should get my mum onto this. (laughs) You should. I got my friend's mum onto it. She was like, oh, amazing. This is fantastic. I'm totally going to tell her. 
<laughs> I'm totally going to tell her. She'll love it. <laughs> Why not? That Why is not? Right. Yeah, exactly. She might love it. Exactly. So what's the most rewarding part of teaching English to people all over the world? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously it's really rewarding helping mm. people. I, I actually, it's funny, people say I'm a bit like a therapist because I'm not just <laughs> teaching them, but I'm, like I said before, I'm giving them confidence. Yeah. Because there was a guy yesterday from Colombia who actually spoke really good English, and he said, I just, I keep failing an interview. And I said, because you're not selling yourself properly. And so I gave him this whole pep talk about how to be more confident and how to sell himself better. And I was like, oh. Ah! By the end, he was smiling, and so it was like you've helped me so much. Oh, I love so that. That's like that, that's such an amazing feeling, and you just you meet people from all over the world and from all different walks of life. Mm. And I'm learning at the same time because I don't know, I haven't been to every single country, and so yeah. I ask questions like, "What's it like? What can you do there?" And, <laughs> it's cool. You know, I'm, I'm interested, and that's yeah. the key. That's what they say. If you're interested in other people, interested in, in other countries, this is perfect for you because yeah. then you just you naturally asking questions because you actually want to know. You're not yes. just asking because that's what you have to do, but you're like, ah, how do you do this? And what's it like there? And yeah, so that I find I'm learning a lot, and yeah. I'm also able to give a little bit of confidence to people as well as the language and just give them a chance to speak to someone. A lot yeah. of them are lonely. Yeah, I can imagine. Like you were saying about that woman, the Korean woman in New Zealand, yeah, I can see that she would be feeling very lonely. Can you tell us what the most challenging part of doing this is? Yeah, so like I said, sometimes doing real, real beginners can be challenging. You have to be very, very patient. You have to find various ways to kind of explain what you're trying to say. And yeah. I prefer talking to people that have at least some level of English that I can then build on when it's like mm. zero and I don't know their language. Then we're like, ah, at least when, <laughs> yeah. when I'm teaching in Indonesia, that's not a problem because I do speak Indonesian. So that helps. Mm. Um, I can mm. always drop into Indonesian but the theory behind this teaching English thing is that you're not supposed to use their language at all you have to find a way to communicate but sometimes <laughs> it's just hard really hard and you, you know come what? off the call exhausted like yeah. <laughs> oh my word that was so hard <laughs> I have to give you some advice that you've probably tried this but if you are looking at them face to face I'm telling you hand gestures and signals Go a long yes. way. Yeah, 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 yeah. You we know? do all the yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look at here, me. I'm uh, yeah, <laughs> and uh, people that do kids, they have all these puppets and toys that they're and yes. they're very animated, and, yes. and that's not really who I am. So I prefer <laughs> more serious conversations and not without the puppets, but. In your pajamas, yeah. yes. In my pajamas, so they can't see me, and I'll just talk. I love it. I love that. Now, one thing we haven't even touched on is you have a coffee shop in Bali. Yes, I do. So I was actually working. I, I was teaching at, at different schools. I also worked in an office for a long time. And then yeah. just last year, I decided, you know what, I'm going to try and do my own thing. So I opened a coffee shop underneath my house. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't realize so I that. Live up, 
I live upstairs, and the, so I, all I have to do is wander downstairs, <laughs> turn on the coffee machine. It's great. And, Good. Uh, but but the whole concept of the coffee shop was a language cafe. I don't know if you've heard of them, but they have a lot in Japan yes, yes. where people come to the coffee shop and practice different languages. Yeah. So in the coffee shop, I'm teaching English, and I'm also teaching Indonesian to mm. pe other people that live here that haven't been able to pick up the language as easily. Because mm. what a lot of people are doing, they're learning from a book, and they sound like a dictionary when they speak, and yeah. nobody understands them. Mm. Whereas, like I said before, I learned very organically to speak exactly how the locals speak. Mm. And so that's how I'm teaching uh, people here to speak, to speak it. It's like yep. don't forget about the book. Don't don't look at the writing. Just listen to me and follow what I'm saying. And then you're and they're going, oh wow, it worked. And they straight away get to use what they learned. <laughs> what and they learned. Ah, yeah, they understand me. So that's yeah, so cool. Really cool. Yeah, that's really yeah, cool. And what so, and then because the what's been the most popular is mm -hmm. the language. I've actually set up a language school. In my well, it used to be my garage, but I've yeah. converted it into a classroom, which is right next door to the coffee shop. Oh, so perfect. then, yeah, parents will be able to wait in the coffee shop, have some coffee while their kids are doing lessons, or yeah. vice versa. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What part of so. Bali is the coffee shop, and whereabouts is it located? It's in Krobokan, which is where the jail is. Not We're not right. in the jail, but we're not far <laughs> from the jail. <laughs> which is kind of iconic. Like, I feel like you need to and drive past the jail. Everybody knows where that is, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. remember I driving past. I wouldn't necessarily suggest going there. Yeah, I don't no, think it would be no, don't stop there. Keep going. But, yeah, definitely drive past. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's really cool. So what does your typical day look like then? Well, right now my typical day is a little bit crazy because I'm not just doing the online. I'm doing the classes in the coffee shop. And I also have offices that are calling me into their office to teach as well. Oh, wow. So I open the shop at 7 in the morning for the really early birds to get their coffee in. And then three times a week I have classes in an office at 8 o'clock in the morning for an hour. Yeah. And then I'm back in the coffee shop. And then usually over lunchtime I do online teaching because uh, a lot of the Chinese businessmen use their lunch break to learn English. Mm -hmm. They're very motivated. Mm. So, yeah, so I then teach at lunchtime some of the Chinese students online. And then, again, another three days a week I'm teaching in another office, a travel agency. Um, I teach their staff at in the evenings three times a week and then I do the the night shift uh, online wow so it's a you little bit busy. It's quite full-on and then I've also just <laughs> last week I started teaching voluntary English classes to with a charity here that oh. helps orphanages to give the orphan kids training in entrepreneurship and also English language that's nice. so I've been doing that well. yeah oh that's so yeah. nice to be able to give back in that way I know, I've been wanting to do that for a long time, mm. but a lot of the charities are focused on health and, like, building um, houses, and I, that's not my skill. And then as soon yeah. as I found one that was about education, I was like, this is what I want to do. Oh, and the ooh. kids are amazing. They're so motivated. They're so beautiful. And so that's been a really rewarding thing, too. Oh, I love that. 
That's so nice. So what are your final words of advice for anyone who wants to start teaching English abroad? Well, I would say it's absolutely possible. It's really a rewarding way to um, support yourself while you're traveling. It definitely Mm. can be done anywhere as long as you have Wi-Fi and uh, a quiet area to sit in. Yeah. yeah, so I would say if you're interested, if you know a little bit about you, well, obviously if you're a native English speaker, you can do those chatting ones, no problem. But if you're interested in learning more about how to actually teach and learn more about how the language works, there are TESOL courses online, very inexpensive, that you could pick up. Mm-hmm. And then, but the, the thing with the online one then is that there's no practical experience. So mm-hmm. I've actually just set up a retreat here where people can come and get the practical experience with me and mentoring from someone who's been doing this forever. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. really what the industry is lacking because it seems like there's tons and tons of courses out there that you can take that'll teach you how to teach others English or, you know, how to do this online, which is great, but then you don't get the experience. You don't, you don't know how to put that into practice, where to go to get the jobs and, you know, so tell Exactly. They're just giving you the theory, which a lot of it is theory and that's good. You can read about it, but then if you're not actually putting it into action, that's where you start to, you know, you're going to walk into a classroom and go, I have no idea what I'm doing. I know the theory, (laughs) but I've never done this. Yeah, exactly. So that's where, yeah, I'm hoping to help people that are interested in um, learning the practical side Mm -hmm. and then going to this charity with me to teach the orphan kids to feel like, Mm. you know, get a bit involved in the community here. Um, So, yeah. So you put a retreat together for this, haven't you? Yeah. Yes, yes. It's a five-day retreat where we'd all stay in a villa together. I would give the classes in the mornings and then – we could enjoy Bali in the afternoons Ooh. and then one day in the middle of the week of the five days, we'd have a whole day tour cool. and then um, finish with a one-on-one mentoring session with me to yeah. give specific feedback on mm. what you can improve and how you can set up yourself as a teacher. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then there's a possible extension for a further two days. If anyone's interested to actually go out to some of the little islands and have a real break over there. So yeah, all the information can be found on my website if anybody's interested about that. So tell us where can people find you if they do want to connect? So I have a Facebook page for the coffee shop, yeah. which is TS coffee shop. And then there's one for the school, which is TS language center. So let's just spell that out for everyone. So how do you spell Tia's? T-Y-A-S. So it's Tia's Coffee Shop, which is T-Y-A-S, and then Tia's Language School, which is – Center. Sorry, Language Language Center, Center. T-Y-A-S. Yeah, T-L-C is the logo that's on the the picture for the Facebook. Yeah. And then I have a website, um, which is ts.co. Yeah. Um, and that actually has information about the tattoo shop, the coffee shop, and the language center. Oh, so I'll have to have a look there. on that. I haven't been on there. So that's t- tyas.co. Co, yes. Yeah, cool. Yes. I'll check that out. Yeah. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, so it's all there. And, yeah, I mean, you can shoot me an email also if you want to ask me personally or a message on Facebook, mm. um, any of that. 
yeah happy to help oh thank you so much hey thank you so much for coming on the podcast mary i have loved your story it is so eat pray love to me it's always (laughs) (laughs) it is to me i keep thinking eat pray love in my pajamas that's what it is that's it So thank you so much. I've wanted to do an episode on teaching English abroad for so long. And after talking to you, I just think that you're a real guru in this area and you've, you know, you've really been there and done it and you know, the ins and outs so well, there's no question that I've asked you along the way that you could not answer. It's been awesome. Yeah, Yeah. thank you so much. It's been great fun, actually. Yeah, and I really look forward to us meeting in person. I definitely have to come back to Bali. I love it over there, and I want to come to the coffee shop. And can you please make me an iced coffee? Okay, it'll be ready. (laughs) (laughs) I look forward to it. Thank you so much, Mary, and we will have to catch up again soon. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. I hope today's episode has been helpful for you. If you would like to ask me any questions or give any feedback or comments, pop on over to Solo Woman Travel Tribe. I would love to hear from you guys and connect. Now, if you want to get your hands on my copy of the top five things you need to know as a solo woman traveler, it's not what you think then head on over to www.solowomantraveltribe.com forward slash download. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are not already a member of our Solo Woman Travel Tribe, then please come and check us out at www.facebook.com slash groups slash Solo Woman Travel Tribe. Thanks again, and I hope to see you over in the group.